0: This is the podcast where you come alive to your own exclusive magic and find strategies to work that magic in the real world in a way that feels authentic and exciting and inspired and lucrative (laughs) and fun. I'm your coach, Bethany Shipley, and this is The Bethany Shipley Show. I have a list of people that i want to interview on my podcast and some of them are so in my opinion far out from reality as far as like these people are big time they're they're getting paid a lot of money to do any sort of speaking engagement they are booked for years the people that i have on my list some of them are kelly clarkson andy Grammer, um, people who i really respect and admire their specific industry or their career or how they show up inside of their career and uh, I just got a I just got a note underneath my office door from a kiddo. My kids are out of school today, so this could be kind of fun. But I was so inspired today that I um, I literally had to come and do this episode, even though two of my four kids are out of school today. Um, and so here here we are doing it. Um, one of the people that I want to interview on my podcast, though, her name is Colleen Hoover, and she's an, uh, she's a writer. She's a, uh, novel writer. She's fiction. I had never really gotten into fiction writing before, uh, I guess in my adult life, I read fiction when I was a kid, of course, when I was in school. And then in my adult life, I really didn't create time for that. I saw it as a waste of time. I saw it as a time suck. I didn't see it as valuable in any way until I went through my dark night of the soul and I was pretty much paralyzed from doing any sort of real work. Um, you know, quote unquote real work because I was physically unable to one because my eyes were so swollen Two, because my drive and motivation that were just used used to be natural and born in me and an everyday type of thing just really plummeted. And so I was finding ways to feel okay in the day and reading was one of them. So a friend gave me this Colleen Hoover book and I, started reading it and it's so funny actually i read one chapter and i wasn't super into it I just read one chapter and that night was the night where i was in the grand cayman islands and had a painful shell of i'm not kidding you like a beach uh i was on in the beach or playing in the ocean and a shell went into my eyeball and scratched my eye, So that night I was like trying to get to the emergency room in Grand Cayman Islands. My husband ended up having to help me like get through the airport security with sunglasses and a wheelchair. I mean, it was the whole thing. Um, But I, I remember even though I wasn't able to see, I was interested in this book. So I kept reading once my eye healed and thankfully eyes heal really quickly. And I started reading it again and I really quickly found that I love reading. And as soon as I could separate my attachment from being productive or wanting to like achieve something in the day to realizing like I can create space to enjoy this now moment, doing anything I want. And sometimes that can be reading a novel. I really started to enjoy reading. So Colleen Hoover, she writes a variety of things. One of her books that's most well-known is called Verity, and it's really intense. Not one I would recommend you start with if you've never read (laughs) her books, because it's really kind of scary, maybe a little bit more of a thriller, um, but a lot of her other books are very romantic, very just very. She's she's just an amazing writer. She has a very specific way, and so she is on my list of people that I want to interview. But until I get to that point where I could just call my old my good friend Coho Colleen Hoover and say, "Hey, you want to be on my podcast?" I'm going to have to resort to reading her story from her book, and I did not know. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of in the, like, I read some of her books from the library. I go to the, you know, to Walmart and grab a book here and there. I have a, a few other authors that I'm reading as well, but I picked up this little, I don't know, it be called, I guess it is a novel. It's almost like a novella. It's pretty small. I picked this up at the library today and I just flipped it open at the library while my, my kids were still looking for their books. And I found, uh, her story, Colleen Hoover's story in the beginning and i want to read it to you today because i was weeping in the library i was sitting there with a heart full of emotion because this is what it looks like for someone to stop playing small now when i used to say stop playing small it used to mean get a job that has a higher pay or create an income for yourself that's higher than what you are like i would say things like don't be satisfied with where you're at i retract every bit of that energy that I ever put out. And instead, now what playing small means to me is avoiding or suppressing natural desires that you have inside of you or natural instincts to go out into the world and do the thing that you believe you were born to do, the thing that you love, the thing that excites you, the thing that makes you happy. And I have heard arguments of people say, but. <laughs> Bethany, there's no way that I could ever get paid for doing what makes me happy. And I just say, I I don't agree. I think there's always a strategic way. I go I go, you know, I watch on Sundays, I watch the Chiefs football. And there's, um, I am reminded about the massive amount of money that is available to us all the massive amount of resources, the, the fact that there are people getting paid for the most unique tendencies, and also balancing that with the reality that I don't believe we have to have a specific career that quote unquote makes us happy. It doesn't. It comes from within, but still working inside of our gifts. I can be the same me with the same gifts working inside of a school as a teacher as I could having a podcast. It would be my same gifts that are being activated, but there are people who are suppressing those gifts and they're not leaning into them, not using them. And that is playing small to me. That's what that means to me. So when I say, what does it mean to to stop playing small? This right here, the story I'm about to tell you, has less to do with her becoming a New York Times bestseller off the charts. People, they don't they're in you know eighty-six more people ahead of ahead of you in the line to get the book at the library. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the success of her books. I'm talking about the spirit of her finding the courage to go forward and do what she believes she was born to do. So here it is. My Cinderella story by Colleen Hoover. Two years ago I was living in a mobile home with my husband and three sons and working at a job that paid nine dollars per hour. I was happy with what I had been given, but it was not exactly the life I had envisioned for my family or myself. Since childhood, I dreamed of being a writer, but for 31 years, I made excuse after excuse as to why I couldn't be one. I have no spare time. My writing isn't good. I'll never get published. I'm too busy writing excuses to write a novel. In reality, the only reason I was not pursuing my dreams My dream was because I thought dreams were just that, dreams, intangible, unrealistic, childish. I've always been a realist, never looking at the glass half empty or half full. I'm the type of person who's just thankful to have a glass at all. That was exactly how I viewed my life two years ago. I never allowed myself to be ungrateful or wish for more. My husband and I both come from low income families and we did our best to make ends meet and put ourselves through college. I took out student loans and we both worked full time trading days off so we didn't have to pay for childcare. I received a Bachelor of Social Work from Texas A&M University Commerce in December of 2005, two months before giving birth to our third child. After a few years of moving around from rent house to rent house and my working as a social worker, my parents helped us buy a three bedroom, two bath, single wide mobile home, that was barely more than 1,000 square feet. I felt blessed to have three healthy children, a wonderful supportive husband, and a roof over our heads. As happy as I was, I felt like something was missing. That childhood dream of writing a book kept resurfacing and I kept pushing it back down with more excuses. Then in October of 2011, after watching one of my own children follow one of his dreams, I began to entertain the thought that maybe dreams are tangible. My middle child, who was eight years old at the time, wanted to audition for the local community theater. I was thrilled at his bravery, but when he actually got the part, I was forced to face reality. There was no way I could work 11 hour days and take him to rehearsals five days a week. My husband was working as a long haul truck driver at the time and was home only a few days each month. So I was essentially a single mother. However, my children's happiness has always been my priority and I was not about to let my son down. I received help from a friend who dropped him off at my work after school so we could make it to his rehearsals while my mother watched my other two children for the next two months i sat in the audience for three hours each evening watching rehearsals i watched my son on stage and was filled with pride at seeing him pursue his passion at such a young age those moments prompted me to think about my own childhood passions and how much i dreamed of becoming a writer When I was younger, I wrote during every free moment and on any surface I could find. My mother would enthusiastically read my mystery Bob stories that I penned from crayon on scraps of paper stapled together. I continued to write for fun throughout high school and even pursued journalism my first year in college. However, after I married my high school sweetheart and had our first son by the age of 20, my childhood dream began to fade as the responsibilities of real life set in. As much as I wanted to be a writer, it seemed impossible. Instead, I held on to my self-doubt and insecurities for 10 years, allowing responsibility after responsibility to become my crutch. As I sat in the audience of my son's rehearsals, I saw something in him that had been long dormant in myself. Creative passion. While it was a remarkable moment to see my son pursuing his dream, it was also a rude awakening. I was doing my children a disservice by setting the example that it's okay to put yourself last, to put your own desires on the back burner while you take care of everyone else. I made a promise to myself that night that I would start writing again, even if it was only for my own enjoyment. After coming to this realization, I began to find inspiration and motivation from other areas. One of my biggest motivators came from an Abbott Brothers concert. I attended with my sister. It was one of the best experiences of my life, not because we were in the front row, but because a few powerful seconds during their song, head full of doubt, road full of promise. I had heard these lyrics sung many times before, yet the meaning had never resonated with me until that very moment. Decide what to be and go be it. The sentence was simple and straightforward, yet it left a profound impression on me. For days, the words continued to repeat in my head until they finally sunk in. If I wanted to be a writer, there was no reason I couldn't go be it. I pulled out my laptop at one of the play rehearsals and I wrote the very first line to Slammed. Kel and I load the last two boxes into the U-Haul. It was the first sentence to the book that would change my life. At the time, I was writing the book only for myself, but my mother was a huge supporter of my writing. After all, she still had the riveting mystery Bob stories I'd written in crayon. Even though I knew her opinion would be biased, I let her read what i had completed. She loved it as any good mother would and began pestering me for the next chapters. I also allowed my boss and both of my sisters to read the first several chapters, and they too asked for more. The fact that they wanted more of the story gave me the inspiration to continue. I enjoyed it so much that I wrote at every opportunity. I put my children to bed at night, right until well after midnight, and then have to be at work at seven o'clock and then seven o'clock the next morning. By the end of December, I had traded so much sleep in favor of writing that I had a complete manuscript. I also had three children who who were now very adept at working a microwave. When I reached those two final words, the end, I felt like I had just achieved my childhood dream. Despite not having a real book, a publisher, or even an audience, after word spread that I had written a book, friends and family began requesting to read it. I couldn't afford to have paperbacks printed, so I researched and found Amazon's Kindle Direct publish, Publishing Program, KDP. After days of more research and attempting to learn everything I could about self-publishing, I uploaded my book to Amazon. I had no experience. I never even tried to get the book traditionally published because in my mind, I had already achieved my dream of writing the book. I didn't think there was a chance that people who didn't know me would ever read it. The opposite happened. Hundreds of people, complete strangers, started ordering my book. I began receiving requests for a a sequel from those readers, and since I enjoyed writing the book so much, I was more than thrilled to deliver a sequel. I released Point of Retreat in February of 2012. Soon after, I began receiving royalty payments. Everything was happening so fast. I held on to every moment, afraid it would all end overnight. Since the sales weren't guaranteed, I refused to accept the possibility that things could improve from there. I was waiting for the excitement, positive reviews, and requests for more books to come to an end because it was all too good to be true. But it didn't end. Every day brought new readers until the books eventually hit the New York Times bestsellers list. Publishers took notice of the rapid success of both books. And after signing up with a literary agency or agent, I accepted a publishing offer from Atria Books. My life became so busy that I had to quit my job in order to focus on writing full-time. I was worried there wouldn't be enough money in it to support my family. But with the release of my third book, Hopeless, in December of 2012, I was finally convinced that this was now my career. Hopeless went on to hit number one on the New York Times bestsellers list and was Amazon's best-selling self-published ebook of 2013 and their 16th best-selling ebook overall 2013. We moved out of our mobile home less than 10 months ago and now live in a lake house that we never thought could be ours. Each morning I wake up and I'm confused with disbelief that this is now our life. We've been able to pay off all our debt and create college funds for our boys. We've also donated to several charities as a way to give back for all the incredible things that have happened to us. In the past two years, I've gone from a mother who refused to believe that a childhood fantasy could become a reality, to a writer with five books that have all become New York Times bestsellers, a free novella, and two more novels to be published this year. Each of those book is, books is tangible proof that if you have the courage to make them happen, dreams are a very real and attainable thing. All you have to do is find what inspires you, which can be something as simple as a song lyric or a child's smile on stage. Then you have to make the long, brave effort, which can be as daunting as sitting down at a computer facing a blank page and not giving up until you reach the finish line. Despite all the great experiences and accomplishments that have come after it, I still consider my proudest moment to be the first time I typed those words, the end. For that was my beginning. So, (laughs) I get so emotional when I read stories like that. And I think it's tempting to think that the emotion is coming from the success but what i know in my deepest heart of hearts is it's the courage to see the actual shift of i will do this because i love it regardless of how it pans out is the magic because prioritizing our now moment is the is the <laughs> is the responsibility we have as a human being like i see my life and realizing how many times I misunderstood my assignment in experiencing time. It was not my job to manufacture time. It was my job to figure out what do I desire? What inspires me? What do I like? And then utilize and experience time in the way that I directed. And so I was so inspired by this. I just had to share it. So if I leave you with one thing today, I hope it's this instead of seeing playing small or playing big, stop playing small, as something you need to achieve, I just encourage you, see it as something you choose to do, regardless of the outcome. Let the outcome be a secondary thought. Let the outcome be a afterthought. Prioritize what is inspiring and exciting to you because that is your magic and yes get coaching if you need to on how to make that happen how to make it create the result that you need in order to continue doing it because that's a relevant thought of course get the coaching you need of course get the support of course get the training but prioritize doing it over the result Thank you for listening to the bethany shipley show if you love it please rate it and then maybe one day i can actually have colleen hoover on my show how cool would that be that's what i'm putting out today uh, i would love to interview her and share so the only way that that happens is by people listening to it so thank you so much for listening to it and if you love it rate it wherever you're listening apple Podcasts, spotify wherever you listen just a little five star with a little blurb about what you love it literally it really does change the game for podcasters so Thank you so much and have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening to the Bethany Shipley Show. I hope you feel more inspired. I hope you feel more excited, more clear on what your magic is because you are made of magic. And so all you have to do to make the magic happen is put yourself out there. So get on out there and do your best now, you hear? (laughs)